You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, we talk about Major League Soccer Cup. The Seattle Sounders won, <laughs> and we were there. We had a great time. It was uh, amazing. I hate that you called that, but that's right. We had a great time. <laughs> so many wonderful things happened in Seattle. So many things are happening in MLS. And in the second segment, we talked to Pablo Maurer. Pablo Maurer of The Athletic joins us to talk about all things DC United, all things, uh, you know, a little gossip in MLS. All the trend and gambling. We talk about a heavy gambling problem that we're all going to have now <laughs> because of MLS. That and more on this episode <laughs> of The Cooligans. Hi, I'm John Strong. I'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu Holden when you watch soccer on Fox Sports. You are listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby! We got to get the energy up, you know, because it wasn't just <laughs> we're in too many time zones, <laughs> too many time zones, a lot of lot of sports, soccer. We have YouTubers fighting each other. Uh, yeah, you didn't see the, Logan Paul. Oh, and- yeah, that's right. I was like, what the <laughs> what did I miss? There's a, there was a lot going on. That's uh, right. It was uh, it was Copa 90 versus Jimmy. Con- <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Copenhagen's dead. Never mind. All right, P, guys. Oh, this is like a super inside joke. <laughs> yeah. If you like soccer, you know who we're talking There's about. There's like three people who get it. <laughs> One of them, luckily, is in the room. <laughs> Keep laughing. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to the show. Welcome to the That's Cooligans. It, my, name, my name is Christian Polanco. And my name is still Alexis Guerrero. That's right. Uh, yeah, he's going to have to change his name at some point. I, he got, I'm, t- I'm giving you my government. <laughs> right? That's how much I trust y'all. Too many warrants out uh, for him. Uh, but no, we. We are excited to be here. We're excited to be back from Seattle. That's uh, it. And thank you for tuning I feel in. Like every episode, we're back from a different location. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're uh, actually we're in deep credit card debt. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we owe a lot of bad people a lot of money. Uh, I hope I hope that's clear to everyone. <laughs> Join Gully Squad, everybody. We need help. We so really bad. need it. <laughs> so, uh, no, welcome to the show. Uh, we are the Cooligans. Uh, this right. is the, your, the, your. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that yeah, you have ever. Be. I mean. Ugh, imagine you found another one. Ew. <laughs> another you know comedian or another comedian who hosts a soccer show? You know it would be trash. <laughs> don't do it. You got us. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. What more do you need? <laughs> Grass ain't greener? <laughs> and not just that, we're also the gulliest soccer show that's, that's right. ever been on television. So, uh, we're yeah, we're excited to, uh, like, I, like I said before, we're excited to be back because uh, we were just in Seattle for uh, the Major League Soccer Cup. And we got to the major. That's what it's called. I'm not. That's true. Also, the MLS World Cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Based on some dope merch that was being sold outside by hustlers who also had no idea how dope their merch was. They didn't know. They didn't know what the MLS Cup was. No. They didn't know what event was going on. They don't know the World Cup exists. They don't know MLS Cup exists. But they know that if you put those words together, there's a picture of the hat right there. Yeah, this is uh, this. So this was the, the bootleg merch outside. This is I mean, this is a good thing. I, I, I hope people. This is a positive sign for American soccer. Correct. When when American soccer is getting bootlegged. Yes. Uh, and at, in, at the biggest tournament for, uh-huh. uh, for the first division out here in America, right. this is a good sign. So I that- dare you to find a crackhead outside of the lacrosse championship <laughs> game trying to sell you a bootleg hat. That's right. This is lacrosse World Cup. It's not going to happen. It's not going to okay? happen. All right. <laughs> like I knew we kind of made it. Remember when we were walking into Rebel Arena for the Gold Cup? 
And it was like a street dude who's definitely not Hispanic going, Boletas, <laughs> Boletas. And I was like, hey, hey, okay. He got, he got what? He got what? Duolingo. <laughs> the, the hood edition. Yeah. To figure out what the Spanish word for tickets is. You know, but when the, the like the diversity yeah. and the merging of cultures, uh-huh. because you need the Hispanic culture, you need soccer, you need somebody trying to scam you. 100%. And, so, and when those cultures combine, right. That means that's that's a better America. That's I'll be a, honest. That means we're taking steps forward. <laughs> Next thing you know, the churro lady is going to be selling you tickets to games. It's called inclusion, <laughs> okay? Right. And you know what? That's the America I want to live in. Yo, have you yo have you seen the churro lady getting uh getting arrested? So they're all getting arrested, yo. R.I.P. to all our aunties out there <laughs> who get dragged off the subway. Disappointing for selling deep fried dough. One of the most American <laughs> things you could possibly sell. Exactly. Yeah. Deep fried dough covered in sugar. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> what? How is that illegal in the NYPD? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You you overdid the goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, and uh, this shirt is a bit more like representative of what's going on nowadays. That's right, you know, yo. Abolish, uh, abolish. Ice is going after churro ladies now. <laughs> yo, is, is this you necessary? know what? Deport me because I don't want to live in a world that doesn't have a churro lady okay. in it. Okay, <laughs> I want to have cinnamon sugar flakes yeah. on my sweater. Where else am I supposed to find? And why is this so-called churro at two in the morning is there not a heating device oh my god anyway uh Sorry, yes we, we we digress <laughs> how uh, do we get to this oh, bootleggers, uh, bootleggers. Right. look it all, it all makes sense yeah. um no uh, but seattle was incredible yes uh c- congratulations to the seattle sounders also one of the most impressive marches to the match i've ever seen in my entire life incredible and you know they had a macklemore concert before it so they tried to ruin it obviously <laughs> They tried to find a way to get people <laughs> out of the market. Moore, oh, so people don't know, Macklemore is a part owner yeah. of the Seattle Sounders. Uh, I heard it was silent owner, and that's because they make him be silent. <laughs> Just please, whatever you do, don't play your music. Look, he got, I'll, I'll be honest, he got those white people lit. Oh, yes, the he game. did. <laughs> they were hype for it the was game. A lot, it was a lot of soccer dads out there, <laughs> and a lot of them were tapping their toes. They were, they were hitting those new balances that you only buy if you go hiking. You know what I'm talking about? They were tapping those joints a little bit. It was, it was, they put on, he put on a show. Where do you get them shoes, dog? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Those shoes that look like they're boots, but they have, like, the spaces missing so your feet can breathe. Where do you buy those? <laughs> I want, like, you yo, it's going like- to be cold outside, but I want the top of my foot. <laughs> oh, no, it won't be cold because I'm going to wear socks with sandals you anyway. You got to like, get them at, get like, uh, REI, right? right? Patagonia. Patagonia, right? yeah. There's like, a, there's, like, a, hey, we're sorry your wife left you section of Patagonia. <laughs> Where you go and get them shoes? Shouts to you guys. It's only thing worse keep than your that. ankles warm, dog. <laughs> only thing worse than that is those shoes that have the toes cut out in them. You know what I'm talking about? Those are disgusting. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? They those, look like foot gloves. But it's just like you said, like the only thing worse than that, which yeah. is it's, there's way worse. Shoe wise. <laughs> yeah. There's worse shoes. There's worse <laughs> yeah. things. I know. Some of you right now are thinking Macklemore music, right? <laughs> he has a couple, you know, a couple bops in <laughs> yeah, there. Some of it bangs. Some of it sure. is all right. I do know? like that Don Garber was, he's like Macklemore. And like, <laughs> we know how it's spelled, dude. <laughs> just, you don't have to go that perfect. Yeah, the but they had the, they had the march. Uh, they had, uh, like, I think there was something about you know, I had never been to Seattle before, but the city very much was about this MLS Cup where where um, Uber drivers, everybody, Uber drivers, people yes. throwing the fish. 
They were they're 100% they were wearing the jersey. And I'm like, right. yeah, they were all into it, man. It, it was a uh, uh, I mean, like, I think the closest thing was like when we were in Atlanta, but it, it still felt very new. Right. Because this was the first time Seattle hosted MLS Cup when they were in it, because before it used to be the neutral, a, a neutral site. site. Yeah, and, and they hosted so, it before. So they hosted, I think RSL won it. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Uh, but this was the energy in the city was unbelievable. I mean, every single bar was full. The game was sold out, so people couldn't get tickets. That there was there were watch parties. Even the dudes that talk like they only watch NFL, you know what I'm talking about? Like they they sound like they it's only like, watch NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, or maybe they wear red hats during elections. Even <laughs> those guys knew soccer was happening and were excited about it. You're like, you're, oh, you're, oh you're, you're here for the <laughs> soccer game. It was actually exciting. I'm like, your tone suggested. That that the rest of this sentence wasn't going to be positive. Okay. <laughs> you have a very strong correlation between NFL fans and just straight up Trump lovers. Well, I mean, <laughs> if a soccer player knelt down, we wouldn't boo. So welcome, <laughs> welcome to new America. Boletas. Boletas, boletas. <laughs> no, overall, uh, the, the amount of uh, support and love we got out in Seattle was overwhelming. overwhelming. It was unbelievable. We, we couldn't walk. Honestly, it was like every five to ten minutes, somebody yelling cooligans across the streets. Even you got- when they won, when they won, someone came up to us like in the midst of cheering for their their team just won MLS Cup. And they stopped us to be like, you have no idea how important your voices are to me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, what? Why are you even? Why are you talking to me? Your team just won. <laughs> you know? Also, you got catcalled uh, by a woman. A lady driving by in a car, lowered the window and goes, Gullian! <laughs> it's you! <laughs> And drove away. <laughs> and I legitimately think she was one of the three Latinos I said lived in Seattle. She saw nah, me, there, stopped me. There was a there was a fair amount, but it was it was good to see that the the Latina support out there because I, you know it's just yeah they, they see I you. got an eye poppy <laughs> version. <laughs> okay, she's proud of you. She was also like in the back seat, so she had to tell someone to stop, stop, stop. stop. Lower the window, goes, go I, I got it's you. Lower the window, I got <laughs> I got a yell. Let this chubby dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, Martha, that's who like, you like? What is that, her deli guy? <laughs> the guy's lower in the window. <laughs> we have uh, something to unbox. Which it's is, a gift. It's a gift uh, from uh, our Seattle fans. Exactly. This was a, a gift from uh, Kevin, Kevin Brothers, who Kevin Brothers. Uh, uh, is. Uh, which sounds like a made up name. No. It's it's not. A, <laughs> not, and it's not a black guy. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, but great dude, a Gully Squad member, uh, great, super supportive, and he gave us this in uh, in Seattle, right? Uh, after uh, Seattle Sounders won MLS Cup, so we're gonna hear. We're here to open it, and this, this is exciting. This should be fun. Do my own drum roll. Okay, all right. It feels like a glass. Oh. There it is. Oh, okay. Look at that. So it's uh the Bro M Faithful. Yeah, this is the so this is ECS. In. Yeah, uh Emerald City supporters. This is uh the supporters group for the Seattle Sounders. Uh and they yeah, they definitely crushed it this uh this weekend. Section 121, 122, 123. I believe these are whiskey glasses. Yes. Okay. So Alexis is gonna have uh, a, a lot of use of this. A lot of it. I'll fill it to the brim. I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> This is beautiful. We had a bit of an experience we in this did. section. We did have a bit of an experience because... We stuck in to say hello to some friends, and I think everyone was totally cool with it. No one had any problem with <laughs> no, us two being let's, there. Let's say this first, because this was, uh, you know, we had never been to Seattle before. I don't right. expect everyone to know who we are, or I don't or expect care. anything. 
thing or to care. Nobody cares. Or care. It's fine. Uh, but we, I certainly didn't expect anyone to be mad <laughs> that we were there. But we went uh, after the game was over. We went to congratulate uh, some of our friends and just say, hey, Siege, you just flew in. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Say you know, Kale, the princess of the, the princess show. Of, we wanted to just get, show them some love and be like, "Yo, we're here." Go, give and by you the way, hug. we're allowed, right? We have, we have. Oh yeah, there's Brad Evans. Right oh look there. at that, Brad Evans. Right? <laughs> Brad was cool with us. Yeah, Brad was fine. <laughs> but we had um, press passes that say we can go anywhere we want, but the field. Yeah. So we went where we wanted, and it was not the field. <laughs> so we went into the ECS section to say congrats, a lot of hugs, uh, but we were a lot not of high fives. Yeah, we were not. Well, we're we're not allowed. Really allowed to be there. The, the I mean, supporters. No, no, no. We're allowed to be there. No, we're not. We're, we're 100% allowed to be we're there. We're not allowed to be there. We're allowed to be there. I don't there. know why. I got documents. What we learned. Say I'm allowed to be there. <laughs> we learned very quickly we we're not allowed to be there. I mean, we are. more of them than us. So. A couple people had a problem with it. Yeah. But first, we got splashed with some water. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's, that's what a weird way to celebrate by splashing water directly at us. Right. <laughs> Normally you throw it up in the air. Right. But clearly someone must have been going crazy. Yeah. And then it happened again. Yeah. And what I, I realized it was somebody who was splashing water around someone else, which is like, there's a word for it. Yeah, it wasn't like somebody came it. up directly at us, like like we were at, like uh, at a nightclub and a girl's mad at a guy. Yeah, <laughs> it, was yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't that. Drink. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was like around somebody else, which is kind of like a. It's like a. It's it's a bitch move. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't particularly polite. I'll no. say that. <laughs> but it's also like it's so immature. You it know? was very mature. Oh, you just won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aren't you excited? Yeah. So then I realized after the second one, like, oh, I think that was on purpose. Yeah. And you had said, like, I don't think they really like media here. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, they're going to love us, right? Because we're not media. <laughs> you know, we don't take anything seriously. Yeah. Right. And then someone came right up to my face and said, you're not welcome here. <laughs> and that's when I got the message. Uh, it was right at that moment, I think. Uh, she was very authoritative. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. And to be honest, I do. Yeah. You just won. This is your chance. This is your moment to celebrate. You don't want people that are, you know, media or here under other, you know, fans of other teams or whatever. We shouldn't be there. I get it. So I was like, uh-huh. I got it. And she goes, now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I heard you. And she goes, you're not welcome here. I'm like, you said it. <laughs> And I agreed. And she goes, you need to leave. I go, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought this person was going to follow us the whole way out. You yeah. Know? At, uh, at least I'll, I'll say this. I was. Here we go. Here's here's a segment I like to call Christian taking the middle ground. No, no. It, it, it was um, very, uh, I would say, infuriating slash uh, disappointing because we we go there uh, with very good intentions. And right. I, I are trying to build the league. I have, we're no trying problem, to support. I have no problem. Somebody tell, telling me like, yo, you can't be here. I totally get that. Yeah, I'm not a dues like, paying member. But, but it's I like, mean, although I got a cup now, got do a you? Cup. You got a cup? <laughs> what you gonna do? Fill it with water? Hit me with it? <laughs> Around your friend? But that was uh, that part that was frustrating. It's like to be uh, for people to throw water on us. It's just like, all right, man. Just like it's corny. Yeah, it's corny. It's like yeah, corny. T- tell us to leave. Just like one of your chances. And I'm not gonna tell you which one. Ha, <laughs> ha. It's gonna burn a hole in your brain. <laughs> so that part was frustrating. So uh, outside of that, uh, everyone, uh, everyone. At ECS was incredibly welcoming. Again, like we were saying, everyone, everyone else stopped us. <laughs> they, they, uh, people did 
literally stop us. That the dude uh, the Jacob, one, yeah. Jacob in the middle of the street screamed, "You're not welcome here!" No, no he no. was like, <laughs> 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 yeah. he was. Uh, he basically he walked out and he was like, "Yo, I can't believe I get to meet you guys." Yeah, he said. He the next thing he says is, "I live on a boat." And yeah, we're like, <laughs> and this is not Uh-oh. on screen right now. This is not Jacob. This is Sammy the Sounder. Yeah, uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy the Sounder, also happy to meet us. Yeah. Very, very lovely. Splashes with his blowhole. I don't know if he has a blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta pay extra for yeah. that. <laughs> That's when the kids weren't around. <laughs> no, man. Uh the everything about the experience uh in, in Seattle uh, was well, really Well yeah, really he said cool. he's gonna rename his boat. He's getting a new boat and he's gonna name it the MLSS Gully. Yeah. What a what a that was unbelievable. I said we gotta be there for the christening. I'll break a bottle of four loco on the front of his boat. <laughs> That's how that's how and then said sale MLSS Gully. <laughs> that's a, it was a, a, an incredible compliment. Yeah, yeah. There were, people were so uh, people were buying us shots. We were we drank too much. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, it's <laughs> MLS Cup. I was, like two drinks for me is too much. So yeah. it's a it's like a different like this guy ramen. tried to order a White Claw at an Irish bar. It was a lot. A lot was going on. <laughs> a lot was happening. I'm not a huge fan of White Claw. <laughs> no? To be honest, it, it's too uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I just. Uh, you know, I drank a white claw and I started a new family. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Two white claws and he's all out. <laughs> you you stay in Florida and I'll be there after here. <laughs> no, but but the entire weekend, yeah. Uh, but the did we show the tifo right? I don't know if we I had it on the screen. Uh, yeah, but the tifo uh, for the sounders. Somebody it was a full stadium. Yeah, somebody had room. Somebody had like gave us some hot gas and they were like, hey, you know what? And this happens all the time with tifos. Because nobody knows what the TIFO is going to be right. up until essentially the, the day it happens. Right. But some people are like, oh, right. Yo, I heard. Word on the street. Word is. on the street is that yeah. the TIFO is going to be the lower bowl of Ooh. CenturyLink Field. And and I think they did that to throw us off. Because they, it, we was the full, it, it was the whole stadium. It was the whole damn stadium. You know how hard it is to do this? They coordinated the entire stadium. Yeah. This, this is, happens in Latin America a lot of times. This where is the, incredible. Where clubs have been, you know, ingrained in society for 100 years. So this is. after, after We should have realized. Even Macklemore was involved no one asked him to but they, they, uh, but they made him put down four thousand of them four thousand yeah. little little red and blue that's sheet. how he got to sing he put those at every seat no but the 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 level of uh coordination uh and um, effort and volunteering uh, and this is where we have to give ecs the 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 praise that it's due right because Absolutely. they are this intense and they are that committed uh to the club right. and and to the point where they're like we don't care what you do for yeah. for American oh, soccer. are you helping build American soccer? Get, Get out of here! <laughs> and have a nice cold drink while you're at it! <laughs> <laughs> that's it hey yeah. man uh like they, they they are about it have we thought about just walking up to us and say hey no media should be here <laughs> hey you thought about that <laughs> mad uh, corny no man so uh but outside of that man the, uh, the game i mean the game was incredible uh three to one uh, the first half was like boring but i think it was boring because everyone was worried that this was also going to go to uh penalties yeah but then the second half just got wild that's right you know who i feel worse for toronto fc had a great season shouts to you guys that's right you know I feel worse for 
is uh, Michael Bradley's accountant. Yes. And his agent. <laughs> because if they won, he had a contract clause that said he got a six and a half million dollar contract if Toronto FC won. Uh, that's right. He, his option would be triggered if he won MLS Cup. So that game was worth six point, like five. $6.5 million. Have you ever had anything? His agent was like just shutting tabs down of boats that he's not going to be able to get down. <laughs> I was like, son of a. <laughs> I've, I've never His heard. kid comes in with crooked teeth and he's like, one more year. <laughs> it's almost like the, what, what do they call it? The $40 million game or something like that. The, I have no idea what you're the, talking the about. In the championship, the playoff, the championship playoff to get into uh, into to get into the Premier League. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that it's game, like $145 million oh, now. Sure, I don't even know. pounds or whatever weight you people use for money out there. <laughs> Antiquated system. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. When you lose weight, it's stone. What year is it <laughs> in England? You still have a queen? <laughs> Dog. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Michael, Michael Bradley lost out on a lot of, <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right. We'll be back with more after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring it with a word from another one of our sponsors, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is uh, sponsoring today's show. So, we always appreciate them. Always looking out for you, looking out for us. Yes. Uh, any, for any ticketing, uh, uh, any event where you need a dope ass ticket uh, to, get, to, <laughs> to get in that stadium because they won't let you in without one. That's right. For some reason, they don't let you in without one. And if you <laughs> you want one all you have to do is go to SeatGeek we were just at MLS Cup if you wanted to buy a ticket for C- for MLS Cup you could go search all the websites that sold it or you could just pull up the SeatGeek app on your phone exactly and, uh, and find the best deal exactly and and the game was sold out so that was pretty much the only place you could get them that's right so they were they were take, taking care of the people, the people out, in, out in Seattle so and it's not just sporting events they also do comedy and music a lot of live events go to SeatGeek download the app next time you need a ticket for something you pull up the app it's going to tell you what the best possible deal is across all the ticket sellers and guess what if you put in the word cooligans you're gonna get 10 bucks off 10 your bucks first order. crazy huh they're just gonna hand you a 10 dollar bill it's pretty amazing ridiculous yeah what, what a what a crazy they're spending a lot of money sending people out there to find you to ten dollars <laughs> so go ahead download the app you're gonna get ten dollars off your first order just because you put in cooligans all right so congratulations seattle we filled our uh, new ecs glasses here with a little bit of uh some of that Good, good. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not hip on the the, the rap lingo now. Daddy O. That, that either might be alcohol or some new, very illegal drug. I don't know what he's talking no, about. No, this is what came right out of my mother's teeth. Uh, this is wiki, as they like to say in my country. Uh, tis of thee. <laughs> Sweet land of dark liquor. Uh, yeah, so congratulations, Seattle Sounders. Uh, thank you again. And thank for you the for class. the cups. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the fans. Oh man, this is a very strong smelling whiskey. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, put that in your Cheerios, boys. Mm. <laughs> that is actually Whoa. it finishes a lot sweeter than I expected. <laughs> Not to you though. You gave the face like you were just kicked in the face while eating <laughs> like a, a great like a sour orange or something. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, like a baby who tries a lemon for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh very strong. Uh this is this is uh, straight from the drink the drinks with <laughs> 
I'll say this. It's a sipping. Uh, yeah. It's certainly a sipping whiskey. What is that. Julie Stewart Binks drinking? Because oh. <laughs> I think she might be highly, highly intoxicated on the show. It's not just like a little tipsy, fun little thing. Oh, no. This is, yeah, no. You've got a problem. If yeah. You drink a lot of this. Because this is like, this is like sticking to the side of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> this is syrup. This uh, is like, this is only, only Jade plays when this, when you it's, drink this. It's Jade. I don't know why you call her Jade. How am I? <laughs> am I that you keep correcting it's all the me. time. You say all the time. What's the difference between what you say and what I say? Shade? Shade. And you said Jade. Like right. she's well, <laughs> maybe you don't know she's French. <laughs> no, so uh yeah, congratulations. One thing I wanted to talk about regarding uh Seattle. If we was, keep doing this, we're gonna start really telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh it, at Century Link Field, this has been a common thing that I've heard about, um, um, especially with uh Seattle Seahawks games. Right. But that there's a there's like a it's earthquake team. There's a seismograph team uh, well, they, at the I'm stadium. I'm pretty sure they put it underneath the stands <laughs> because every time Seattle scored a goal, yeah, there was a, a registered mini earthquake. Yeah, you and you and you really do feel it. It, it isn't like we just, felt it in the in the in the press box. Yeah, I, I grabbed the table because I thought. I thought the people near me were celebrating. Sure. I, I thought you just farted, right? So well, I know that was my that first That is thought. one of the seismograph was like some weird happened in this we've, one section of the suite. Yes. Yeah, so we've, we've never, uh, the, 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 the Richter scale has never reached this high. <laughs> yeah. It was short. <laughs> and also the Richter scale told us it was a little wet. <laughs> I didn't know. If, I didn't know I measured that. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it is a very real thing. I, I, I don't know the exact uh, numbers that it did hit uh but there were there were two earthquakes that i legitimately felt yeah uh which i as much as you may hear it uh like from the broadcasters or whatever it is very it, it feels like the the stadium is wobbling it's not a cliche you actually feel the stadium yeah, shake exactly so the I'm, which is, doesn't make me feel very comfortable <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What kind of what kind of buttressing do we have in this thing? Let's talk beans. You know, should I be Alexa, scared? Alexis out there knocking on every piece of furniture what is and wall. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it is very real. Uh, I, yeah, I'm glad we got to experience it. Just to like you know tell the others, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so they can be warned. Like, warn the next group of media people. So just Don't so they go in there. It's just so it they shakes when they score. <laughs> uh, but yes. The uh, so, so it was incredible, right? And I, I, I wish I could get the number. I don't know what the numbers actually hit. Uh, oh, somewhat magnitude in the one to two range. So, okay, all right, so that's that's legit. Well, remember the one that was in New York City like four or five years ago? Yes, yeah, that hit like a four. Yeah, I. So when that, and I, I felt that when I when that happened, I remember I was in. I was in my bedroom and I saw everything sort of shaking and I felt, I felt everything shaking and I have, uh, I had an upstairs neighbor. I had a Hold joke, on. a joke just popped into my head Hold on. and if it wasn't for television, I would have <laughs> said it. So my upstairs neighbors were, I would often hear them having sex, right? It was just a common thing. I would just get used to it. And like, this is, this is my life in a Brooklyn apartment. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, so I felt everything shaking. I'm like, man, they are really going in. <laughs> they <laughs> are. No, they are pulling all this stuff. So, yeah. Either and then the guy's like, I'm home alone. You're like, well, buddy, <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> the chafing is a real concern. So that's what happens in Seattle. It's either a goal being scored <laughs> yeah. or somebody scoring. Yay. <laughs> goal. Someone just got a big old <laughs> gulp of cotton. 
Calpis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to point this out. Yeah, this is true. Uh, after we had posted the video of us trying the, the Calpis, we posted it on right. Instagram. Guess who liked the video? Calpis! Calpis liked the video. The corporate account was like, wait a minute, did you joke about semen for seven minutes straight? Well then click. Love it. You get you get a double yeah. tap. Who's who's read our marketing decks, huh? So a uh, great synergy there, which was lovely. All right. So uh, we have this box here. That's right. That I want to get to. Uh so thank you. This is another. Another uh, illustrious gift. That's uh, what we get, baby. Okay. So let's see. Don't forget, if you want to send us a gift, please do. <laughs> uh, shoot me a DM. Because <laughs> uh, I'll tell you the what actual a pitch. address. <laughs> what a pitch. Uh, okay. This is. Okay. All right. This is from. All right. I know who this is. This is from Hartford Athletic. So it says, Cooligans. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, love the show and everything you are doing for soccer and the culture. As you may remember, I'm the designer for USL Championship side Hartford Athletic up oh. in Connecticut. Looking back on 2019, I wanted to send you a couple of uh, first things I designed for the club. Oh, this is really cool. Uh, at the time, these were probably the two coolest thing, things I had ever designed. Wait till you see the drip we've got for 2020. Hopefully, they can get some use. Wait, that means they're going to send us more stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Alexa's really... <laughs> Kind of pressuring people. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hopefully they can get some use and congrats on the new show on Fubo. And he says, hit me up. I'd love to have uh, you guys up for Connecticut for a game in 2020. We can finally get Alexis some good a pizza. Not that stuff you got in New York. It's pronounced a pizza. A pi- <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, no, they have an A at the end. You're not supposed to pronounce it. Oh, my bad. It's Sicilian slang for trash pizza. <laughs> ah, you got roasted. <laughs> Modern is trash. (laughs) Pepe's is trash. Sally's is trash. Colony is trash. Bar is trash. What now? Wow. The parties is okay. (laughs) Little shots fired. Look Uh, at this. These are really nice. But hold on. It doesn't end there, baby. Oh, look at this. We got a shirt from our friend. Oh, it says Polanco on it. Look at this. And shouts to using Adidas, which again makes jerseys for fat guys. (laughs) Thank you so much, Hartford Athletic. That's uh, my yo. This is my new name, yo. Stanley Guerrero's. <laughs> I'm going with it. That guy's allowed to live in your co-op, you know. <laughs> uh, this is from TJ Salas. So TJ, thank you so much. Look uh, at this, the 2019 inaugural season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hartford. Uh, well, yeah, we have uh, oh, also Beautiful. friend and Gully Squad member uh, Pete Garcia. That's or Karcha, right. Or Karcha. I don't know how exactly how to pronounce it. Big fan. Big fan. Great dude. Uh, big Hartford Athletic fan as well. So so thank you uh, for the support, guys. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's going to be a new team in the USL. So, oh, man, our, our heart is going to be tested for Hartford FC. That's right. Because uh, Hartford, Hartford Athletic, I yeah, should say. Because Queensboro FC. Have you heard about this, Alexis? All right? Yes, I did. New York is getting more and more soccer teams. Every borough is going to get one. And uh what? Yeah. <laughs> you said and the I was letting you finish the sentence. Say, and the Cosmos fans are not excited. <laughs> sure. I mean, look, it's just more of a rivalry. Whatever. Everybody's uh, fighting for this piece of uh of, of the soccer fans. There's eight and a half million of us. There's plenty of people to you know go what? around. There's plenty of soccer teams for There's everybody. We got we got enough room. We, we got have eight and a half million soccer teams at some point. We may all need to share a stadium <laughs> to get one, but trust us. <laughs> so we were talking about a new uh team. Out in uh, Queens, Queensboro FC. So this Queensboro is Queensboro FC. So this is David Villa. 
coming back to New York. That's right. I guess I guess this is officially his home. He's Couldn't calling. stay away, baby. I say they always come back. He didn't start Queensboro, you know, Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't start Barcelona. <laughs> would be an interesting branding, uh, but <laughs> but yes, it was. Uh, it, it's exciting news for for David Villa for uh, just more New York soccer. I don't think uh, you know. It, I don't think it hurts uh, the, so the popularity I, of the sport in the city. Most people will come to America, right? And they want to start an academy to develop players and then to sell them to Europe, right? Yeah. But they're he's probably doing the same thing. That's probably one of the big sort of, uh, you know, uh, revenue engines for something like this, for, for an investment like this. Mm-hmm. He's starting it with uh, the guy from Kramer, who's like a legit billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah. So if they ask the us to host stuff, always bumped money. in. He ran yeah. into Seinfeld's apartment, yeah, yeah. you know? Giggity, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Giggity Incorporated. Uh, uh, that guy, they're legit billionaire, right? David Villa, world soccer superstar, right? Yeah. Those two are starting a USL team in Queens. Tons of people who play soccer in Queens. This is going to be good for U.S. soccer. This is going to be good for the men's national team. This is going to be good for the women's national team. If they start a women's team, mm-hmm. it's going to be good for everybody except all the other soccer teams in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a fair question. Look, what do we think uh, the impact will be on the city? And then will it is nycfc threatened by this are the red bulls threatened by this are the cosmos threatened by this like what is uh is it going to be so sort of a, a battleground uh for for to, to, to take talent and uh for their team there's clearly more than enough talent but there's also other academies like med oval right yeah blau Gashwi. uh I don't, I, who knows if i'm pronouncing that correctly <laughs> the guy it was named after doesn't know if it's pronounced correctly yeah. right how do you spell that name there's like a seven in there it's a very odd name um like all these different academies are all um, what Manhattan uh, United, right? Was a uh, Manhattan soccer club. I don't I forgot what they're you know called. What I'm but yes, about I know the one that Jack Harrison played for. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Like uh, maybe they're going to become affiliates of this, but there's more than enough. There's clearly more than enough kids in New York City, especially in, in, in Queens, which is a very residential part. But I mean, if you're one of these. Uh, if you're the Red Bulls, if you're NYCFC, if you're the Cosmos, this is now eating into a potential revenue engine for you. Yeah. And they put out a uh, like a promotional video announcing the team. Right. Uh, and, and it's interesting because the like um, the I believe the councilman, Francisco Moya, who we've met, who we've met. We yeah. met him at a party, but he's like a, a, a one of the people that was fighting really hard to get NYCFC a stadium in Queens. Right. And now it's looking that that's not like like it might not happen. But. But he's in the video. Like it's also kind of look like like it might be the Bronx too. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Do you think that this? Do you, one, do you think Queensboro gets a, t- a stadium before NYCFC? Yes. Okay. <laughs> to be really yeah. disappointing, yes. right? Yes, yes it would. <laughs> Can we use it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seats 400. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> well, you know, right now they're going to be playing at York College, which is a modular stadium, which is basically like they put up bleachers, right? Sure, sure. Or like one of those things where it's the shipping containers. <laughs> Have you seen those? Yeah, you it's going to be an episode of Tiny House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's season two of The Wire. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yes. A modular meaning like, yeah, pieces together. They can make it. They can uh, grow it if necessary. Yeah, but it's I like think an it's, erector set. Yeah, uh, exactly. Dating hey. myself pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you lived above him. Um, erector set. Yep. All right. Um, so <laughs> which would we call it? So I think they said the maximum uh, capacity is going to be 7,000. Yeah. Which is, I think, a good number for yeah, they, a USL club. I think, uh, yeah, a USL club, especially also USL championship, right? So they they the the level of talent is going to be have to have to be pretty high. It's not like 
you know, League One or League Two. Where no, these are like MLS reserves and yeah. some MLS starters. So that's why, like, starting a new team uh, can be somewhat challenging. Hartford, right? We were just talking about them. Like, they, their inaugural season, uh, they, they did pretty well. Uh, but it, the, the, the bar is going to be really high. And I'm just, I'm just, I think David Villa will be able, I, I don't know exactly how much he's going to, he's going to be a GM or, right. or just owner or whatever. He also does it. I mean, he lived in New York for four years. He doesn't know a lot about New York culture. Like one suggestion I would have for the team is instead of concession stands, get churro ladies. Okay. <laughs> now I know they all have warrants. Now, okay? <laughs> yeah. They're going to be tough. The back, they're not going to pass all the background yeah, checks. Yeah. I mean, don't even do one. You know what I mean, those it's, tattoos, they had to get them. Yeah, all right. They were like, in jail, dog. <laughs> you got to pick a side. You know? Churro gang. What you <laughs> yeah. know about that? Then my aunt said, y'all going to deep fry you like that. Dope. <laughs> all right. Well, the idea of just like a gangster ass churro lady is like, makes me so happy. <laughs> okay. It's churro lady. <laughs> Just churro in, churro out. You yeah. know? <laughs> Cinnamon sugar in. <laughs> you bought that life? Uh, so I hope it. Uh, I hope it goes well. And I'm. I'm excited. I think it's, it's going to be starting in 2021. Uh, I'm excited. It's quick. We'll go to get. We'll go to games. We'll see what yeah. it's like. See what the experience is like. <laughs> like, like. We'll go to games. We'll decide if it's good or not. We'll be there. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm. Who knows? Maybe we I can think, get involved with the team. You know. I think a lower division team in New York. Will only help the uh, will only help MLS. Will only help the popularity of the sport in the city. Just because we need sort of okay, that. Well, everyone who listens to this club, yeah, yeah. Everyone who listens to this that's a Cosmos fan just threw their phone at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to support local soccer, regardless of regardless where it is. of who it is. That's so it, yeah, I mean, we're really excited about it. Send us some jerseys. <laughs> NYCFC. We talked about it last week. Lost to her coach. Dome Tarrant gone. Seems to be a very temporary position for uh, for the for the coaches out here. In, in New Everyone York. gets a season and a half. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you get 15 months. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're contract. We get it. But still. Uh, but yeah, so he's gone, which is uh, still odd to me because, you know, he was a part of the city football group sort of system, right? Yeah. Um, he'd own a assistant. He was in the uh, uh, Amazon Prime show. Um, you know, always staying in next marvelous Miss Maisel. That's yeah. right. He was Great like, actor. He was really incredible in yeah. that. To be honest, um, <laughs> recurring. He was hoping to go season regular. Um, so now he's gone, but he says he might want to stay in MLS. So what does City Football Group do to replace him? Yeah, and uh, the, uh, what candidates uh, do they really have? But it's looking. You know what? At the very least, it looks like City Football Group somewhat, you know, respects that 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 position. Like the use of for the, the the NYCFC coach will be a stepping stone, which is not really that bad. If the stepping stone, I mean, it is if you want to be if you want your club to be like great, right? You don't want to be someone else's feeder club, correct? But having you're a, like for now, <laughs> for, having a great coach uh, that that uh, that you know coached in in several maybe different countries uh, across Europe, played all all over Europe. I wouldn't. I don't mind having that person as a coach for uh for a you know a short amount of time over just some dude you know what i mean sure. like uh, the name being uh, thrown around right now is supposedly giovanni van bronckhurst yes um which again great name right <laughs> giovanni van bronckhurst you know 
That sounds like a guy who's who lives in a house where you need a, a horse to get around. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning like the horse is inside the house. The horse is inside from, the house. <laughs> from room to room. <laughs> the f- is coming from inside the house. Giovanni von Bronkers. It sounds like a name a kid makes up to be like, oh, my dad. Oh, you don't know. G- Giovanni von Bronkers. <laughs> so, but it's, it's, sounding like this and how is he from holland it sounds like he's half italian <laughs> half bronkhurst <laughs> but it, so from what i was reading it sounds like that this job at nycfc might be his sort of test uh for a possible uh replacement of pep guardiola at manchester city which i don't think it works that way i don't think they the two correlate exactly and if anything wouldn't you assume that's mikel arteta uh, yeah, a lot of people are assuming that, but it seems like they're they're already thinking. I asked if you would assume. All right, can I finish my? <laughs> <laughs> you have a very difficult time with uh, any exposition, right? Yeah. Uh, really, <laughs> me explaining. Well, anything? let me Google that, and I'll tell you if I got a problem with it. <laughs> it it seems like um, the, the the city football group is they're not sure if Pep Guardiola is going to be around uh, after 2021 when his contract is up, and they have to start thinking like the the the, the manager um, uh, sort of uh, musical chairs is it's it's not the sort of same anymore, right? Because there's there's several really big clubs that the the Carlo Ancelotti's right that will that yeah. will, those level the Jurgen Klopp that they can go to several different places so they have to really start figuring out how to kind of groom people uh, to take those positions and fill because they so in other words they they have to create a management academy. Like instead of it just <laughs> so you have like the U fifties, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got the U forty fives, like they're good, they're good, but they're the, doing good they, work in Uruguay. Yeah, they ain't ready yet. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I think a city football group is trying to think more because they have all these different teams in, the, right. in different countries. They are they probably they have a they have this luxury. Uh, which most clubs do not, right? Where they they have to find the best available coach. Yeah, but I mean, what's he gonna? So Van Bronckhurst is gonna manage in New York for what three years, and then he's gonna get to the Premier League. I don't even think he'll be in three years. That's no, what I'm saying. A year and a half. That's all he's allowed to be. Uh, <laughs> MLS rules. Uh, and then he gets to uh, you know, and he's gonna be like, hey, how much tam do we have here in England? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's gonna be a little confused. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, is uh, uh, Sergio Aguero a DP or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um. I think, uh, but at least for NYCFC fans, I think this is a good name to be hearing, right? Uh, just to, to uh, uh, I mean, the only the only mistake I think that City Football Group continues to make is that they don't hire people with MLS experience, and I think that's something that is there's a learning curve to MLS. They hired Jason Christ. That didn't work out too well. That's a good point, but I'm not saying that's the only <laughs> hurdle. You know what I mean? They, but I think that what left like a bad taste in their mouth. They tried it. They were like, "Oh, we need to. We're starting a new team. Let's get an MLS experience." Jason Christ is the upbeats. Of MLS. The what? A Beats, remember? Oh. <laughs> it's a good callback for those of you who remembered four minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I guess it's, it, it is trash? Is that what it is? Well, it's, it's okay. 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 Yeah. All right. It's okay. I see. This is where I, I, I'm walking no, you on went to, You went to modern A Beats. What did you think? Remember we went before the uh, Fairfield Comedy Club shows? Uh, Yeah, it was good. All right. He didn't say that that day. I mean, this is what we go through this, right? <laughs> this is how uh, when I'm when I give an opinion about pizza, Alexis is, is uh, you know, he gets upset. Yeah, because it's a trash take <laughs> for trash pizza. We've been talking about soccer in New York. U.S. men's national team. Yes. 
they may benefit from more teams in New York, but they have games coming up against two powerhouses. That's right. <laughs> right. Powerhouses of CONCACAF. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Igua. That's right. The rematch. Yeah. Um, if you would total the two up, we still won, right? But <laughs> <laughs> only because Cuba was being very respectful and allowed them to score. Very Not going to happen this time. Very generous. They were, you know, they share the goals. Right. They uh, open with- up, <laughs> look at open door policy, right? Don't you wish you had that? Um, but yeah, so I think the game is happening in the Grand Caymans for uh, Cuba. Correct. Um, in Canada, uh, that game is going to be happening here All in right, the U.S. Stop hitting my chair. Sorry, I'm hitting your chair. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen here. <laughs> it's going to happen here in the U.S. I'm hitting your leg now. But uh, no Pulisic. No Pulisic. Sick because uh, so apparently injured in uh, the last uh, game that he played. Allegedly, allegedly. So I don't know if I believe uh, all that. Alexis has, uh, you know, maybe a little. Uh, maybe this will be the conspiracy section of uh, <laughs> of the show, but no. Uh, Pulisic has an injury, uh, according to Greg Berhalter. And uh, there was a, when he did his press conference, he was saying that this was agreed on by the club and country that this was best for the player. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, Alexis was like, he said it through his teeth. He was like, <laughs> yeah, seems like a great Look, idea. I had met, I've mentioned this before, and I've said like it's, it feels like that the, the the players, the U.S. men's national team players, do not like being called up. It, it, it feels this way because of uh, these losses. They 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 seem the chemistry doesn't seem to be there when they are it's playing. It's also again. like important times at the club. If it all right, let's say it is allegedly uh, false, right? That he is not he didn't hurt his hip, right? He's not a ninety five year old man. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's just say that this is this is false, right? And that the reason they're doing this is to keep him at the club in his club form, in his current club form. Is that not a technically a good thing for Christian Pulisic? Would you not agree that him tearing it up the way he's doing it in Chelsea is a big step forward in in his career? And of, of course, in and his so, career. So then does that not also mean it's a big step forward for American soccer? Well, not if uh, the U.S. loses to Canada and Cuba. Or, I mean, not going to lose to Cuba. All right. <laughs> you know, you don't have to say it. That's right. There's other Cubans. I've offended two people in this room. Uh, no, uh, if 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 the U.S. does not make it to uh, the knockout rounds of the Nations League, this is bad. This is also bad for Kristen Pulisic as well. Uh, I think this is my as far as any possible conspiracy or anything like that. It just feels like w- with what happened to Miles Robinson mm-hmm. after Frank uh, Frank DeBoer told uh, uh, Greg Berhalter, hey, don't overtrain him. We have big games coming up and he gets injured on international duty. Right. I think other coaches across uh, across the world where, where if their players are getting called up to the men's national team, there might not be that much faith in Greg Berhalter that he's going to keep their players safe, which is horrible. Uh, because I, there's no way Christian Pulisic turns down an opportunity to play for his for his country. Uh, he's it, the best player on the no, team. He's also very, like very dedicated to the to the men's national team. Yeah, it is, sometimes it's not their choice. Zach Steffen's already not playing. Yeah, that's another one where like, right. Zach Steffen's not not playing for the country, playing for his club. Yeah, he's gonna play at Dusseldorf. He's gonna play, which looks weird because it's like, yo, if you're fit enough to play, why don't you do that? I mean, you- they're also, I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent sure if they're in a relegation battle, but they're not doing great. They're not doing great, so but- they need Zach Seven. Sure, but for, to, enough to. Do you think that games against Canada and Cuba are big enough where we need our A team in order to win? If if they would have, do be- we need the A team in order to win? Okay, Ooh, there's a real question, Mr. T. Where's B. A. Baracus, dude? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. This is if if the U.S. had beaten Canada in yeah. that game, 
Uh, I would say uh, I would understand not uh, not calling them up or, or them turning down or them focusing on their health. But at this point, I'll say this. Our B squad should be able to be Canada. Right. As, as much as Canada's de- developed and advanced quite a bit, our B squad should still be able to defeat them. And I'm pretty sure the media team for U.S. soccer could be Cuba. No offense. <laughs> I love Cuba. You're the greatest country in the world if you could fix your political stuff. But I will say, yeah. I mean, we you and I alone might give them a good run. I say, look, Christian Pulisic not going to be there i'm i think canada's winning this game again another episode another episode in the books in the books in the bank number 19 man wow i'm you know what i'm proud of you viewer yeah you really did it it this time you did it you made it all the way here i thought you were gonna say you were proud of us you know but no 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 that's what alexis is here for uh to really talk about our our accomplishments and his accomplishments it's really about us you know look think of all the boxes we open not one paper cut i mean it's amazing so if you want to test that send us more boxes hey christmas is coming i don't know what religion are you i don't know what religion you are but our religion is gifts. Or, you know what? We'll do Hanukkah eight, right? You got eight <laughs> gifts on that bad boy, don't you? Let's oh, go. Yo, get ready for that Hanukkah episode. I, <laughs> I'm going to light a candle for every unboxing, my guy. <laughs> you know? Guess what, guys? Chivas Regal has one more event for you. This time it's in downtown Los Angeles. Exactly. House of United, a great event that's celebrating the 13-year expression in honor of Sir Alex Ferguson that's of right. Manchester United. Won the league 13 times. They went ahead and got a 13-year-old whiskey. Not bad, okay? okay? And guess what? It's also free. free. The event is free. It's incredible. Why would you not go there? November 24th at 8 a.m., downtown Los Angeles. There's going to be a lot of people there. Exactly. One of them is going to be former Manchester United goalkeeper Gary Bailey. Whoa, and you know who else is going to be there? I just I just heard right now. Oh, right. I just got Morse code. says Triple G is going to be there. The box of Triple G is going to be there. So you need to be at this event November 24th, 8 a.m. downtown Los Angeles. It's free. I think our guest today might be one of the gulliest guests that we've ever uh, had. Well, he's been on the show before. He's been on the podcast. He is. He's been on our show before. We've hung out with him in person. Yes, we've 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 met him in in his city. He's met us in our city. And to this day, every time I talk to him, I'm still not sure he's my friend. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about him. That's what I love about him. Because you never know exactly where you sit with this guy. You know what I mean? He's legitimately one of the people. When I say like American soccer, it has like the dopest people in it. And this is one of the guys that I think accentuates that. Absolutely love this dude. Yes. He's one of the best. He's a writer for The Athletic. He's He used to be a mechanic, and now he's a full-time soccer writer. And, he, yo, he'll tell you your car is trash like you did to mine, okay? <laughs> but he could also do amazing, amazing writing when it comes to whether it's D.C. United or anything in the league or in American soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only, Pablo Maurer. Hello, Pablo. <laughs> yes, that's there the, it is. That's the energy we want from Pablo. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alexis. We are friends uh, for now. <laughs> for now, ominous. Yeah, that goes here. I think because uh, Pablo, you you are. I've, I've told you this before, but you are one of the funniest uh, people in like soccer Twitter. You're you're as funny as a lot of the comedians that we know, and we we're not particularly used to finding that amongst soccer journalists, right? To have a, 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 a sharp stiffs, a sharp wit and real cynicism. And I think that's why Alexis and I don't know if you like us, right? <laughs> so really, we brought you on today's show to find out, do you like it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but this is a big moment for you. You've now gone, what? Uh, this Is this a full season as a full-time writer? 
Yeah, I just finished, I guess, my first uh, my first full MLS season uh, was uh, an interesting experience. Um, that's about all I got of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a long year. I'm, I'm ready for a few days off, I guess. Have you noticed that one of the things that, you know, was brought up to us when we started doing a, a soccer podcast and we said, you know, we're going to try to maybe focus most of it on American soccer. People are like, yo, there's not going to be enough stories. You're never going to be able to fill an entire podcast with just that. And we've had episodes that are four hours long. Okay. (laughs) Like there's, there's more, there's so many incredible stories. There's so many like, you know, behind the scenes stuff going on. How have you found it now as a full-time writer? Have you been able to, to, have you struggled looking for stories or do you have so much that you got your off season already planned out? No, I mean, you know, I've I've always been a, um, I think a writer, I, I might focus more on, on the human aspect of the game or on players. Um, and there's no shortage of stories on any team that you have, you know, 18, 20, 25, whatever people, um, you know, on a, on a roster of staff, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, with MLS, it's such a weird league, so many weird mechanisms, so much off season sort of movement that, um, there's definitely no shortage of stuff to write about. I, I mean, you could, you know, the equivalent of your four hour, po- I, I could write with four hour podcast every day about some stupid, obscure thing in this league, you know? So I think, uh, I, I think we're, we're fine. You know, as long as the league doesn't fold, we have, we have material indefinitely. Okay. You know? And there's been a, a couple of great articles that you've written in just the, the last couple of months that I have loved and we'll, we'll get through them throughout the show. But I want to start with one uh, that you wrote recently uh, titled inside the confidential 2016 study that provided the blueprint for MLS's modern era. And this was great. And even before I read the article, I read the comments of you, uh, uh, on Twitter of people responding to it who probably didn't even read it, uh, but I love how mad they were at you for for it. Um, but this is a, a very interesting thing. And and um, if I, I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase, I mean, basically the article is about a research study that MLS uh, hired a company to basically give it some direction on where it should take the league. But this is a very confidential uh, report that you got your hands on. You and Paul Tenorio. Yeah, you gave it to us. I remember that, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah obviously the the Boston Consulting Group study is a, um, I would say, pretty well known uh, study that MLS ordered in 2015. It's basically like a top to bottom kind of examination of all its business operations, their competitive model, their broadcast products, every single aspect of the league. Um, and uh, the Boston Consulting Group, they came back with, you know, this 250-page summary of basically uh, what the league needed to do if it wanted to become a viable television product or, uh, you know, to, to compete with League MX, not only globally as far as quality goes. So um, it's pretty fascinating because it's, it's sort of become the roadmap for MLS in the past, you know, it's been three, four years now. And um, the study runs through, I want to say, 2021. So in a way, it probably continued to be a roadmap, you know. Um, definitely when I got my hands on it, I was uh, I was like a kid in a candy store. You know <laughs> I mean? It's full of so much uh, closely guarded kind of confidential stuff that you don't typically see when it comes to MLS. You know, they, they present a pretty polished 
uh, image of themselves um, generally. You know, so it's it's interesting to just kind of look at the the raw data sometimes. What did you think when you read it, knowing sort of it's 2016 study? You read it, I'm assuming in, in 2019. Um, what mm-hmm. you know, so you've gotten to sort of see what what has come about and what hasn't. Some of the things that you reference in the uh, article is that they didn't fully. Uh, follow the guidelines of uh, the BSCG or BCG uh, groups uh, sort of synopsis. What do you think from reading it? Yeah, I mean, I think they followed uh, quite a few of their suggestions. I think uh, as far as the competitive model, so they definitely did, you know, this, this study definitely directly led to the introduction of TAM, which was uh, sort of a, a you know, the, the BCG gave them a few options as to how they could improve their product. One of them was just like, uh, you know, taking the reins off completely. The, the clubs, uh, the the league's bigger teams, obviously, let them just spend willy nilly um, and pound the smaller spending teams into the ground. Um, and there are a couple other options. The MLS, like I said, they sort of chose the, a hybrid of those. You know, they said, well, you know, we we'll use this mechanism to inject this money into these like uh, mid tier roster spots to increase the overall quality of teams. While not raising the you know salary cap uh, tremendously, not imposing you know a, like a, a floor spending wise, so um, I think you know undoubtedly the quality of the league um, came has come a long way in the past three or four years. But you know you could also make an argument that um, the, the league didn't follow some of the I guess the most aggressive course of action um, in the study. You know that's something that could have accelerated that growth of quality and, and had MLS teams competing with Liga Max and other teams a lot, lot faster, you know? Um, and then other areas of the study, you know, um, scheduling, you know, like they wanted the, uh, the BCG recommended shortening the schedule, which MLS did in their own way. Um, not exactly the recommendation. They didn't, again, they didn't follow sort of the recommendation of the BCG to a T, um, TV product. They've, you know, incorporated some of the recommendations. So, um, you know, it's fascinating to me to see like, what they do going forward because there, there's even more drastic measures that the study recommends that they haven't implemented yet, you know? So, um, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. So Pablo, there was a bunch of stuff that they obviously did. You talked about how a lot of the article focused on uh, position four through 11, number four through 11, and sort of getting the mid, the middle and the meat of that sort of uh, lineup uh, to be a bit uh, higher quality. And it seems a lot of those things are coming true. Is there one thing from the article that you wish you could have instantly instituted? that you think would make the league better? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, Are you surprised that I asked an interesting question? It seems like you may have actually read the article, uh, which is <laughs> shocking. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, um, I'm, uh, I'll tell you this. Like, I'm not convinced it would work, but I'm fascinated by the, the studies and recommendation on the MLS schedule, which would be this. Start the season at the beginning of February. Season runs through the middle of August. MLS Cup gets played at the end of August, right? So the entire season is over in, what is that, like six months or something like that, five months? Um, you immediately then in October play an interleague tournament with Liga MX. The entire U.S. Open Cup gets moved and played in February. And they also recommended uh, really highlighting the Open Cup and CONCACAF Champions League, which I, I really like. I, I love both those tournaments. Um, and they, they do all this just to sort of maximize MLS's exposure on television, right? Because in the middle of the summer and towards the end of the summer, there's nothing really that they'd be competing with, especially during weekdays. Um, 
So I don't know if I'd recommend that. You know, I don't know that there's any one thing in the study that I was like passionately in favor of, but I, I think that's a, a pretty off the wall, interesting idea to explore, you know? Yeah, it does. That, that one, when I saw that, it, at the, the the soccer fan in me is like, no, that's ridiculous. And then you would you imagine that the players would be insanely overworked every you would have to have yeah. three, so, so three, three game weeks yeah. so, so often. Um, but it, 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 when I read it, it felt like one of those things that was like, oh, they hired a, a, a company to, to introduce this report and make the suggestion. And because all these other things sort of have happened that are in this report, it's like, oh, is this a possibility? Does, does MLS feel like if we do this, this will help improve the product and, and help grow the sport in the country, regardless of how many players are injured because right. of it, right? Well, players are going to die. But again, <laughs> uh, you know, that just frees up more talent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The thing that's really fascinating to me too is, um, is you read the study and it's just like, you know, it's, it's obviously, it looks at MLS through the business prism, right? But it lacks all this soccer specific knowledge. I yeah. mean, it really is, um, somebody, you know, maybe a commenter on the athletics said something which made me laugh because I had the exact same thought, which was, it, it felt a little bit like it was written by the, uh, the Bobs from office space, you know, <laughs> like they, they, Pulled, uh, pulled Don Garber into the office and we're like, what What would you say that it really is that you do here, Don? You know, like, um, to me, it was like, that was the one, you know, there's a slide that I, I Twitter that's just hysterical. It, it says like, you know, it's got columns of photographs and on the left it says, you know, the EPL and the NFL are this and it's a photograph of you two. And then it says, you know, MLS is this and it's a photograph of the weekend. And it's just like, <laughs> It was so obviously like that was so obviously assembled by like a forty-eight year old who's <laughs> completely Without out of touch, like a asked his forty-year-old like who's hot right now. Yeah, and there's like I don't know, I hate you, Dad. Like the weekend, whatever. You it's, know, a, like, it's a guy who uh, tried to connect with his kids. And then gave up yeah. <laughs> and made yeah. the meme instead. It was new artist the weekday the other day. It was great. You know, yeah. like, well, Paul, you also uh, written a couple articles uh, about DC United. You you live in the DC area, uh, and you cover. You've been covering the team for a long time, and and you are you are one of these people who I look to, especially when uh, it's things DC United related. Oh, speaking of this, we were at MLS Cup and we were at a party and bumped into Dwayne De Rosario. And I asked him and I asked because you had told this amazing story about uh, uh, asking the wrong question to Dwayne Rosario. Uh, (laughs) And this was also 2 a.m. This is 2 a.m. But he was like, so we're all at a nightclub just partying. And all of a sudden, Christian's like, hey, I got this great question for you. (laughs) You remember this guy? Remember when you were pissed off by this report? (laughs) He did. He did. I was like, he asked you this question. He's like, yeah, I remember that guy. And he was like, yeah, well, I take my I take my job very seriously. That's what he said to me. He said, thank God that guy's out of the yeah. business. And we didn't have the heart to tell him you're now full time. Uh, but you, has, he been on, has he been on your show yet? No, he has not. But we're we, trying. We invited yeah, him. We're efforting. Yeah, get this man on your show and ask him about whether he feels that his legacy is truly appreciated. Okay. We actually talked about yeah. that at the club. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. Alexis does at nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, asked, he asked girls like, "Yo, what's your, what? What do you think your legacy is going to be when you leave this nightclub? Do you think your legacy your legacy is going to be appreciated? <laughs> yeah, show more memory. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. At the club. I'm just letting the belly hang out. You know what I mean? I'm just giving advice. You know. Anyway, I wanted to ask about. 
<laughs> what happened in 2019 to DC United? Because Lucho Costa, uh, the, the article about him as well, about just like, you know, where his season went, his his uh, failed move to PSG, how that affected the team, how that, uh, you know, how did that affect him? Uh, we'll start there and then we'll talk about Rooney maybe in the next segment. But what what happened? What what happened to, to DC United? Oh, yeah, what happened? <laughs> I mean, I think it would be like if you... If you got invited to audition for Saturday Night Live and like you, you get there, you go through the entire audition, the contract's on the table. And then I don't know, Fubo, whoever is like, <laughs> we want $20 million for, for Polanco's. Oh, okay. And so Lord Michael like, is like, uh, no, all right, go back to, go back to the show. Yeah. And you, you might have a hard time bouncing back from that immediately. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, I'll say I this, I will never forgive Fubo. All right, I'll say it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This, this show will have a very different tone. Um, no, I think I think Lucha really struggled with that the first half of the year. I think uh, between that and teams just sort of, uh, you know, figuring out Lucho and Wayne's dynamic and, and putting numbers on Lucho, um, you know, they were disconnected very quickly. And... Uh, DC United, for one reason or another, is not the most complex or deep team tactically. Um, you know, so they became pretty easy to play against. Um, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. I think what what happened to them. I think by the end of the year, they were they were so punchless offensively that you know they they essentially kind of regressed into their old style of play from a couple of years ago, where it was just like kind of destroy the game at all costs and, and defend and try and spring an occasional counter, but it never seemed to work. And, and obviously the game against uh, Toronto, the playoff game was like, uh, it was one of the most surreal things I've ever seen as far as watching TFC, you know, hang four on them in like 10 minutes and extra time. It was just like a, a total gut punch for those guys. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting year for sure. It seemed as 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 the flow sports contract went, so did the team, uh, and both into a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, DC United were just like a red error card by the end of the year. Yeah, it said we'll, buffering. We'll it said buffering during extra time in the playoffs. It just constantly buffering. <laughs> when you look at a player like Lucho Acosta, rumor is is that Rooney's going to bring him out to uh, to Darby County. Uh, do you think that? it's going to be difficult for DC to try to bring in players at that level. Or do you think they're going to go all in on a huge name? Like what comes next? Cause how does Ben Olsen still have a job? <laughs> That's a fair question. I Simple think. question. <laughs> uh, that one I'm not going to touch. Um, uh, as far as the players to bring in, no. I mean, I don't think. Look, bottom line is that Wayne, you know Wayne Rooney is sort of impossible to replace, right? Because he's not just a name player. I, I would argue that globally, outside of uh, Cristiano, Messi, and Zlatan, Wayne is probably the most recognizable soccer player in the world. I mean, there are certainly players who are much better playing for much better clubs, but Wayne has a sort of mega celebrity that that like maybe five, four or five players in the world possess, right? So you're not going to get that. You're not going to get like a, I don't think you're going to get like a Mesut Ozil either, which is hilarious that he was ever even connected to DC United, <laughs> um, you know, because he's, I don't think that, that, I think that the team was eager to let that rumor sort of uh, percolate, but uh, in reality, it just was, uh, they were speaking to his business people because the guy is opening a coffee shop in Audi Field, no joke. So, you know, it's, 
It's, it's the rumors are just about beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're exactly. currently roasting the contract. <laughs> I think I think yeah, it's like yeah, when yeah. you break up with uh, your girl and you uh, like <laughs> DC United went so far as to like hire someone on back pages that looked real hot <laughs> to try to be like, look, everything's working out just fine. Didn't need you. And she's like, I'm here for the call. Yeah, like, that, that rumor came out the day that season ticket renewals went out, which which makes okay. me really crack up too. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't think you're going to replace Wayne with a similar player. I think statistically they probably already replaced him with Olakamara. You know, I think, um, I think the team's in the market for like a, a 10, you know, obviously to, um, they're going to need to replace, um, you know, a couple of pieces. And I think they might also view, um, Lucas Rodriguez, who's a, another Argentine yeah, yeah. who currently is in the wing, maybe as Lucho's replacement centrally too. But you know, it's, it's you just never know it's DC United, man. Every off, every off season is just a total crap shoot, you know? So yeah. But Ben Olsen will yeah. always be back. He ain't going nowhere. That's away. right. You don't need a statue, a statue of Ben Olsen because he's just there. <laughs> right. We'll be back with Pablo after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to bring it with word from one of our new sponsors, Live Breathe Football. That's right. Uh, we've, we've done it unboxing on the show with some great uh, gear from Live Breathe Football. That's right. They got us a bottle of Ducey. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We got it. Yeah. We got to show love, clearly. Uh, absolutely. And I do say they have a great product. That's right. Uh, I, also, also, we're drunk. Uh, yeah. We've been, we've been getting lit off that say. But their products are absolutely incredible. We've talked about this before. It's cut and sew. They're not just buying product that's already available and throwing, you know, screen prints and stuff on it. They're making all this product from scratch. That pullover jacket that I have, I absolutely love. Yeah, which is that was the collab from uh, Sporting Kansas City. They, they did a collab with Portland Thorns. And they do, do a bunch of uh, just dope T-shirts like, uh, was representing kind of European soccer. That I have that uh, Obama Yang shirt. Yeah. Uh, that's dope. So they have a bunch of dope gear. So make sure you go to Live Breathe fo- Football and spelled F U T B O L uh, dot com and use the promo code Gulliest and you will receive fifteen percent off your first order. So that's ma- incredible. Just Gulliest. Their clothes are really really high quality. So got, holidays are coming up. Go ahead. Go to Live Breathe Football. Dot com, put in Gulliest, get yourself 50% off your first order. We're back with Pablo Maurer of The Athletic. Uh, now, Pablo, you also wrote another article about uh, gambling with MLS, which is something that you don't really hear too much about. Exactly. Um, uh, Paul, uh, Pablo doesn't really talk about his gambling problem that much. That's right. I mean, we all know it's there. Uh, we've tried to have interventions before, uh, but he just keeps driving uh, half car, half pickup away from us. Uh, uh, but uh, gambling in MLS, the article, I just love how many times he's covered his face during this. Week. Um, the, the article itself talks about how it's relatively easy. Or, or sort of like an opening, an open spot for gamblers to maybe make a little bit of money. Uh, I, I don't understand too much about gambling. Um, I only know that's why I lost my family. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> what, is it, what is it specifically about MLS that you think makes it sort of ripe for the picking for for uh, gamblers? I mean, to be clear, I don't necessarily think that it's just what everybody I you know all the gamblers I talk to um, you know seem to think it is. I. I, you know, the, the general consensus was that because nobody cares, I'm just going to put it that way, because like nobody abroad watches MLS because there's a lack of sort of raw data on the league that's easily accessible. Um, the lines on MLS are, are sometimes ridiculous. I mean, like I think somebody gave me an example once where, you know, it was like TFC was playing a regular season game in between two CCL games and they had, um, 
you know, they had openly said to the media in Canada and the U.S., hey, look, we're, we're going to play reserves in this regular season game. We're going all in on the CCL thing. Well, you know, betting houses in the U.K. or, you know, abroad don't take that sort of stuff into account, you know. So they still had, I think, uh, TFC as heavy favorites, you know, to them overseas. They're just like the defending champions, most expensive roster in MLS history. Obviously, TFC got slaughtered, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember that game. Never been. I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like they'll, if the union would be a good example this year. They would have, you know, uh, Marco Fabian at like, uh, uh, you know, really, you know, uh, favorable or you know, unfavorable odds to score, you know, saying that he has a high chance of scoring when in reality, like, he was not even in the 18 for half the games. You know, <laughs> yeah. they would, were, while, while like the PK maker for Philadelphia would be, you know, at like 12 to 1 or something like that, you know, like some, something that's, um, you know, can make you a lot more uh, a lot more money. You yeah. know, so while, while that's I was, what I gather is just because nobody cares, it's like easier to bet on the league. Yeah, while I was uh, reading the article, I'm like, why have I not gambled all my money on major league soccer? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm I know I, I know a little bit. Yeah, I, I know that. enough to like if I still if I saw some of those odds, I'd be like, oh my god, it, th- this is where it pays off for like British people to hate major league soccer or call it a retirement league because. This is we can make all this all this money from the bookmakers. You know right, what I'm saying? We're a gambler can make more money than a rookie MLS. <laughs> Don't good. encourage it, Alexis. Yeah. But here's my my big thing is if I saw those odds, I think oh they know something I don't. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be as confident. But I guess that's what makes me not a gambler. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess a little different. Was, was there anything that you think stuck out specifically about? the difference between gambling in MLS and gambling in some other sports is, is I mean, is this something that you think is going to pick up even more? Well, I mean, definitely as the U S because you have municipalities like DC where they just legalize sports, sports betting and like written into the law is, um, you know, something that gives each of DC's professional teams, you know, the whiz, the Nats, all that stuff, um, the ability to have a sports book in their stadium, right. Which is something that's common, I think in the UK um, and to not have another sports book within like a quarter mile of the stadium or something. So I think, yeah, I mean, you might see some DC United fans, you know, like popping out at the 15th minute to place some sort of a bet on a goal score or, you know, the end result or something like that. Um, I would never do it, man. I just like, I have a, a pretty, uh, pretty addictive personality with this kind of, this kind of stuff. So I think, um, I think I would lose all of my money if I if I tried to bet on MLS. You know, um, addictive personality. You don't say. You have a, a jacket from the a soccer jacket from the seventies and two bikes behind you. <laughs> <laughs> addictive personality. You don't say. Yeah, I mean, I know, like you said, I drive a half car, I have pickup truck. It seems like a natural fit. <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen. You know? I'm, You're the one that. And a champion hoodie and a Carhartt. You look like you belong at an OTB right now. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, everything you just said is a hipster reference because now even OTB hats are hipster stuff. I'm trying to look hip, okay? I'm trying to make sure the kids think like, hey, Alexis knows what he's talking about. OTB is off-track betting. It's like like the smoky room you go to where you're not even at the horse track. There's a What's company that? named they're shut down. A company named Honest Living is selling OTB uh branded hats for like 150 bucks right now. I'm not making that up. Okay. Uh, you have to be oh, an old Greek man to purchase one. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember walking by OTBs and little kids were looking in it to see if their dads were there. That's how sad OTBs used to be. <laughs> and you know the sad part is yeah. they never were. No. <laughs> I used to tap them on the shoulder and be like, there ain't in there, kid. 
I just walked in there my, myself. Uh, one of my roommates in Chicago way back in the day, like 15 years ago when I lived there, she was a waitress at an OTB. And let me tell you, this is like, that is the, she's the horror story she had coming home. Oh it's my like, goodness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not a job you apply for. You know, that's a job <laughs> yeah, you yeah. find yourself No, at. that's a job you're forced to do. <laughs> yeah, <I think>. yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah, ordering yeah. an OTB? Can I see your menu? Has never once been said in an OTB. <laughs> Trust me, there's cigar ashes in all of the food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't accept credit cards. We don't trust you. You're at an OTB. <laughs> Paulo, I wanted to talk to you about your uh, your opportunities that you've had to interview Wayne Rooney, right? Uh, you were talking about how much of a megastar he was. I don't think there's too many uh, American journalists that got that have gotten the chance to sit down and talk to him. What was uh, sort of your experience and uh, sort of working with him? And also, you wrote a great article about his um, liaison or handler Rory right Rory Moleda if I'm not uh, mistaken uh and yeah. and what uh why did you want to write that story and uh and and also yeah your relationship with working with Wayne Rooney what was that all like uh Wayne is a you know he earned a reputation I think in the states and to an extent it's one that followed him here as a pretty down-to-earth uh dude um and my interactions with him over, you know, a year and a half, whatever it was, sort of um, uh, served that narrative way. Well, I think he, um, um, you know, he was relatively generous with his time, a, a really nice guy um, for the most part. You know, I think, I think to Wayne, he was, he was really just relieved to be um, at least a little bit shaded from like the tabloidy stuff in the UK. I mean, um, you know, even when, you know, the stuff that happened in Vancouver that got in the tabloids, the Rebecca Party stuff, like nobody on the beat here in DC, I think really had any interest in asking him about it, which is, uh, I think a huge relief for, for somebody who's, who's like been in the UK glare, um, yeah. you know, for that long, as far as the, um, the piece of Rory goes, I mean, I think it's just a fascinating insight. Um, Rory is somebody who I've known, uh, you know, in passing at least for years, at the club, um, uh, you know, super hard worker who works uh, with team operations, you know, he, he schedules like team travel, stuff like that, the hotels. Um, and uh, his life sort of flipped upside down. I mean, like uh, Rooney's agent and the club essentially asked him to be Rooney's minder, you know, drive him everywhere. And, um, and the kid like, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine just step into, into that level of sort of being associated with a celebrity. It's, it's like, a, it seems like a real life sort of entourage situation. Um, you know, so, so it was definitely like, I was interested in getting that perspective on Rooney. I mean, so much has been written about him, you know, but, but certainly not from the perspective of somebody who, who uh, associates that closely with him and stuff. How would you assess, uh, you know, Rooney's, uh, time with, uh, DC United? It seems to me like it's what, two big highlights. And then like from, from an outsider's point of view, it seems like not much else, but you had a different relationship with him and you, you sort of especially being in that market, what do you think? Uh, how would you assess his uh, time with DC United? I mean, I think for the most part, it's uh, like on the field was a, was successful. You know, I mean, he scored, you know, whatever it was, 25, 30 goals, a bunch of assists. Um, you know, he had uh, what the, like you said, a, a couple of um, highlight real worthy moments, the goal from half field, and then his, uh, his you know, tackle and assist to Acosta. Um, you know, it's, it's undeniable that he raised the profile of United globally and sort of got a bunch of eyeballs on the team. 
Um, but, you know, it is sort of, I think fans are left with a bittersweet taste because um, it's just more of the same shit, uh, to be honest with you, as far as their playoff performance goes. You know, they they got bounced out in the opening round for the third time in a row. And, um, you know, once Wayne announced his departure to Derby, um, it did feel like he was tuned out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like on the field, off the field, everywhere. Like the, he missed a lot of games, obviously, the games he played. Um, he and most of his teammates played pretty poorly, you know, so, so it's like confusing kind of legacy to, to parse through, you know, because the, the highs were like uh, so high and the, the lows were, were just like at the end, just like, you know, what's even going on, you know? So it did. So yeah, it's, it's something maybe, maybe four or five years will have a better, better mirror on it. Yeah. It did feel as soon as that announcement came, once the kind of Lucho Costa saga happened, like the, the mood uh, amongst the team just something was gone something was missing so yeah we also just want to point out it had nothing to do with our live show there no the live show that we did at these united was uh, i think they 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 drew the game that we <laughs> that's right <laughs> so we uh, we got them a point so i think that's if anything we contributed that welcome <laughs> pablo was yeah, there uh, one of the like uh sort of exclusive things i wrote on rooney was uh i had and this is just like you know, I act like too cool for shit sometimes, but, you know, I sat down with Rooney for 30 minutes and talked to him about his free kick technique, right? We like sat with my laptop and he picked apart a couple of kicks for me. And, um, you know, that's something that like, that's just cool. I might tell my kids about that someday. Um, but, you know, I'm bringing this up because um, in that piece, I wrote that like he was, he was on pace to like shatter the MLS record for free kick proficiency. And after I wrote the PC, never scored free kick ever again. <laughs> I hate it. what happens is that we we have someone on the show, and then all, all of a sudden the career just like just spirals out of control. Yeah. At least it's not just us. Not Pablo is me. also the EA <laughs> cover curse. Yeah, the magic yeah, curse. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, uh, fired next week, I think. <laughs> well, uh, I, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was your. Um, your Twitter thread for the um, we'll be right back. You will be right back Twitter thread. If so maybe a lot of people don't know about this. Some adult swim fans out there. Uh, but yes, but Pablo has compiled uh, one of the greatest Twitter threads of MLS uh, sort of, uh, they look like little teaser commercials, but it's yeah. MLS related of like, and they're very MLS moments. Yeah. MLS moments, which is why I appreciate Pablo is because he can, you can make fun of the league that you care about. You know, you're not just trashing it or whatever. Like you can be self-deprecating and, and that's why it, what is amazing. But there's a, I don't know if we will we'll be able to show it on, on the show per, uh, per se, but it's a, it's one of the best Twitter threads you will see that. And uh, um, the nutmeg thread from Zito. Yeah. Are, these are the two top tier Twitter threads that you need to make sure you follow. Yeah, that's the top flight when it comes to <laughs> Twitter threads. Why did he start doing that? Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I love the Eric Andre show, right? I mean, I think people think that I like, uh, you know, came up with that gimmick or something. It's so clearly lifted from from Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, uh, sometime last year. I mean, it's, I think it's one of those things where it's a self uh, coping. It's a coping mechanism where, like, if uh, you know, if I have to watch, like, uh, you know, all these midfielders dribble directly into the ad boards, <laughs> like. Uh, I gotta like. I gotta make light of it somehow, you know. Um, I mean, who are we kidding? It's like, isn't it like one of the reasons why you like watching MLS? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like not. It's a little rough around the edges, right? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I would obviously prefer the quality to be higher, but if it's not going to be higher, let's at least enjoy that. Like, MLS is the friend that you you like having around, but not just because, but you know when he goes to flirt with a girl at the bar, he's going to trip and take out a, like a waiter <laughs> with a bunch of beers. It's just going to happen. You yeah, know, yeah. you got to stick around for it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, Pablo. Yeah, MLS, uh, oh, go for it. Go ahead. No, no I was going to say, Pablo, no. thank you so much. For you. <laughs> Pablo, no, I'm done. I will not speak anymore. Thank you so much for joining us, man. You're great. Uh, we love your work. Uh, Incredible I, writing. Uh, yeah, you've you've written for a lot of publications, but you are currently with The Athletic and you do amazing work, you guys. It, it, I love the tag teaming now. There's a lot more like, uh, you know. Uh, the collabs. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's like. It's uh, the Athletic collabs. It's, <laughs> it's Pablo X. Paul. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are doing. Now we're at our ex Mario X stage goal. You guys are doing great work. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you follow Pablo on Twitter at MLSist. Uh, he's, uh, he crushes it on there. Very, very funny. Uh, so, and we appreciate you, man. So, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Thanks for being here, man. I, I appreciate it, guys. Take care. All yeah. right. Oh, Look I was going to do it. Oh, we didn't discuss it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wanted to say thank you, Pablo, for joining us on the show. That was well, great. That's what I was going to do. So now I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> We're no, not going to thank him twice. Yeah, ew. No, Pablo is the best. He's uh, he's one of those people that when I know he's going to be at an event we're at, I'm excited. Exactly. Uh, fun dude. Even though he snitched on me for dipping my cookies, <laughs> uh, I dipped Maria cookies in my beer. And again, I'm Cuban. We dip stuff in our drinks. It's our culture. In our in beer, though? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, even the Cuban he in the room is like, eh, bye. I, I guess she's not that Cuban then, huh? <laughs> All right, I guess we found another one. Okay. <laughs> well, off to Puerto Rico it's with more, you. <laughs> it's more disgusting than Cuban. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, sometimes they go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple of things we want to talk about uh, today uh, before we wrap up are um, Eintracht Frankfurt, right? We That's talked right. about the team. We were there. We were just there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, great win over Bayern Munich. Sometimes, right? sometimes when we're there, we inspire, right? But sometimes when we leave, we leave behind little some residue, just a little, a little, <laughs> a little gully in the air. And I think this is one of those situations where that happened because if you didn't see it, I forgot who they were playing. Who were they playing? They were playing Freiburg. They were playing Freiburg, mm -hmm. right? And uh, one of the players from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, David Abraham, David Abraham is running and the ball seems to have gone past the manager for Freiburg. Yes. So what do you do? You go around him. Right. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, David Abraham remembered us. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was. And he was like, remember when those guys threatened to fight our mascot, Attila <laughs> the, the Eagle? Maybe I should be a little gully in this situation. As I bring and that he, kind of energy. Yeah, you know, and just to, to get the boys together. Exactly, you know. You know? A bonding experience. <laughs> so he dips the shoulder and completely takes out the, <laughs> the manager, manager of Freiburg. Yeah, so manager uh, Christian uh, uh, Strike, I think yeah. it's pronounced. Uh, but he, I think it was a little bit, of a little bit of gamesmanship from the from the manager as well. There he, was some showmanship involved. Yes, for sure. he he very much. I, I wouldn't say he flopped because he did get hit. It's right? a bit of a dive, but he definitely made the most of yeah of of, of him being hit, you know getting struck in the shoulder right. by another. He yelled, "Ay Dios mío!" <laughs> as he fell. <laughs> he really he like definitely yeah, the arms arms went out. If you got to see it in slow motion if you haven't seen yeah. this. Uh, but he is very. Shouts to the camera people for Bundesliga who were all yeah. like, swan. Everybody That's just. Let, get, get over there. Yeah. 120 frames per second. You, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Everybody. They had the, uh, the drone overhead. They had all the angles. <laughs> because, and this 
listen, look, we always say, uh, and you know, really being in Germany, we've got, we sort of were there obviously to like learn about what the league is like. And, right. And, and, and why these are the kind, we don't care about what the scores or the games or whatever. Buddy, this, no one's showing you highlights. <laughs> this is what they're showing. This went viral. So as far as I'm concerned, maybe the next time you get close to a manager, throw a little elbow. Okay. <laughs> okay. You next know, thing you know, you're in sports center. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the not top 10 is just as good as yeah. the top 10. I'll be honest. Buddy, you're on our top 10 already. <laughs> and what'd you do? You did one thing. Somebody actually fight that eagle. Okay. <laughs> and yo, this is for Christian. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Like, in the next Premier League game, you know, Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, maybe a little too close to the ball. Yeah. All right. There's Get no a mush. A little mush. Mike. Get a little mush going. <laughs> mush a dude. You know what? The, how many times has Pep Guardiola ever been mushed? None. Probably you know, zero. You saw how disrespectful he was to the officials. To the officials. He came over with the very condescending, thank you very much. You guys are great at your job. <laughs> Imagine one of those officials just reaches out. You don't even see his face. You just reach out a hand out and mushes him. Exactly. Just get, get, get back to your Exactly. Center. Premier League, we, we're making you all the money right now. This will be a good opportunity. You thought your last TV contract was good. <laughs> Wait till you see this one. Okay. The Premier League games are going to be on pay-per-view going yeah, forward. I, Dana White is going to show up. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but that was uh, it was pretty ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that. I, you know what? You don't see it very often. Yeah. Or where and a player just absolutely takes out a manager. Let's see what happens on Dusseldorf next. Because <laughs> we were there too. I, Zach Stefan don't play that. He's going to go studs up. Yeah. I, and I love that everybody was tweeting at us like, oh, the Cooligans, this is your fault. <laughs> yeah. Cooligans go there once. You a lot go of to- Frankfurt fans were like, is this what happens when you go somewhere? <laughs> Please do not visit our club. <laughs> we don't want any poops. We were respectful. <laughs> No, we had a great time over there. So, uh, best, yeah, red carded. Uh, not going to play yeah. the next game, but hopefully, uh, we learn from learn from his straight mistake. red, aka the gully card. You got it, buddy. <laughs> we were when we were in Seattle from MLS Cup. We went as press, and sometimes we get invited to the press conference. Correct. And oftentimes, when we're there, we're like, "Why are we here?" Yeah, yeah we, we feel a lot of place. We're not journalists, you know exactly. Uh, but can't ask funny questions. We tried that, got in trouble once. Yeah, it was, uh, people were like, you know, it was, it was said in no certain terms, like, yo, don't do that again. <laughs> There's no reason. It, was, it wasn't said, don't do that again. But when somebody says, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, it also, it sort of Especially intimates that after you've asked the question, <laughs> Hey, why are you here? That means they didn't enjoy the question. Uh, but we did with this time around, we were like, let's be, let's put our journalist hats on with a little press, little ticket right. on there. Uh, and we Mine's asked. a snapback, in case anybody's <laughs> wondering. Your boy keeps a gully. So uh, we did well, ask. We asked, we asked questions. So we both. So you, I had a question about the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. And which, this was, and just so people know, this was this uh, Don Garber state of the league, which he does before M- every MLS Cup. Uh, he basically says, like a state of the union address. Right. Uh, Here's except, what happened this year. Here's what we're looking forward to. Every once in a while, a little bit of news is dropped or yeah. made. Um, so everyone's asking some pretty good questions. You and I decided to ask a question. I leaned over and I said, yo, we should ask about the CBA and you go, yeah, I got a question about that. And I was like, damn it. He's got a good question. <laughs> so now I need to come up. So you asked the question and, yeah. and people were like, Oh, like you heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, but it was one of those like, Oh, they're asking that. Like, wow. was- <laughs> look at them putting words together. <laughs> and just- then, I go to ask a question and I was like, oh, okay, right, here, like, comes. Here, here comes the silly question. And I asked a question about uh, the state of the league as far as their combination with League Iamekis and what's coming up. I said that they were flirting with each other, you know, yes. um, and I was like, yeah, maybe he did use the word in, in a 
publicly broadcast it. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you leagues are flirting with each other. Yeah, and I go, maybe it's not the right word, but you get what I'm saying, Don. <laughs> I did say that. Uh, but then, so the question was answered. Um, and he even said, oh, that's a great question. And then he answered it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you and I start getting messages from the other reporters in the room. And people are also watching. This is like live stream. This yeah. Stuff. yeah. So we're getting messages from people not in the room and people in the room saying, whoa, <laughs> you both asked good questions, <laughs> which is also a bad reaction. Uh, the one thing that's interesting, I asked the question about the CBA and where the so the, the league's confidence is in uh, in getting a deal done and avoiding a lockout. Well, you said the players are unified, and he's like, the players should always be unified. Yeah, he. This is what happens when you like, and I a lot of respect to journalists because whenever you ask a question to any person in sports, they immediately get mad at you. They're like, we're here to ask questions, and they get mad at you that you're asking one. They don't. They don't. They they don't want you to ask a question about something that's happening. <laughs> they want you to ask a question like, yo, weather's pretty good, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, the they want great. they want small talk. But, yeah. So, but it was like you. I very much felt like. The MLS commissioner, Don Garber, was mad at me at that moment. Like, if he could have answered the way he wanted to, he'd be like, why you got to ask me about that? <laughs> why you got to get all serious about this Man, right now? The lawyers are going to wonder what I'm going to say now. Everybody's nervous because of you. <laughs> because he very, it's a weird thing with, with contract negotiations, with, with collective bargaining and negotiating with a union, right? Because you sort of have to be this alpha. Yeah. And, and, and I noticed that very much. And like, hey, man, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't asking your dick size. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a very strange. Show it, dude. <laughs> and you didn't say that. I wasn't. It wasn't. Nothing to do with that. But it was just like, he kind of alphaed me. Yeah. To be like, we're going to, we're confident it's going to be sorted but out. But he was like, of course the players are unified. They should be unified. <laughs> Not nearly as unified as we are. You know, he was like a very like. You uh, want to hear something, yeah. bub? Yeah. It, it was. You realize how serious it it, it really is uh, when you when you have that conversation. It's just like. Uh, Meanwhile, when I asked my question, I said that we're flirting. He started blushing. He was like, "Oh my god, did Liga MX say anything?" About I'm sorry, Don. Yeah. I didn't mean to. <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, were they saying like they're enjoying hanging out with us, or maybe we should kick it to the next level?" It uh, was. But it, it was very odd to hear. When we asked both questions, as the answer started, people started tippy-tapping. And those are journalists. You know they're sending tweets out or adding to articles. And we're like, yo, we're newsmakers. (laughs) And we didn't have to, like... Do anything stupid, you know. <laughs> we didn't punch anyone, yeah. or uh, but it's good. I think we're progress. This is this was our fourth MLS Cup, right? And I think we're getting more. Are we maturing into? Well, no one asked us why we were there after, so that's good. So they, so far, they steps. asked. They asked before when yeah, we requested yeah. press credentials. You sure you should be here? <laughs> I also love how like. We're dressed in like, you know, track suits and hoodies and everyone else is wearing suits. It's like, well, we're still going to be ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean, we're never going to conform to feels, what you consider. It feels weird to be in a in a suit in a, you know, an MLS press conference. Yeah, I'll be never, honest. never trust a comedian in a suit. That's my rule. <laughs> OK, we did it, everybody. We did it again. Look huh? at this. Crazy, huh? You put cameras in front of us. We're going to give you an episode. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be, it could be a manic episode. It, it could be. be. <laughs> it sometimes could be, it, it is. Be, Doesn't it feel it, like one? It could sometimes? be a depressive one too. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, thank you again uh, for watching. Uh, we appreciate everyone. Uh, and thank you to Pablo. Pablo Maurer, man. Pablo Maurer of the interview. Athletic. Yes, again, uh, uh, subscribe to the Athletic. Uh, one of my favorite, um, like pay f- for pay journal, like journalism 
th- stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what a journey we all just went on. <laughs> you know, how to find at the end of these episodes, I run out of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only so many words in our, in our brains, guys. It's like a gas tank. Also, our bodies have no clue what time it is or where we are. Uh, so but Pablo is amazing. Uh, one of my favorite writers in all of uh, soccer, American or not. So, yeah, uh, especially when he works with Paul Tenorio. Paul Tenorio is also incredible. The Athletics got a great, great people, state. great people yeah. out, out the Athletics. So again, uh, make sure you give us a follow at Soccer Cooligans uh, and join Gully Squad. Join Gully Squad uh, uh, at Fubo Sports, uh, and you can watch us do stand up. We'll, we do stand up as well. So you can Whatever follow you us want. as well at Not Alexis at Chris Polanco. I just yeah. did it backwards. My name is Chris Polanco. I'm Alex Guerreros. Together, what are we? The, the Cooligans. Cooligans!